This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday night, Delaware Valley, and welcome into Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with uh, Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause on a Saturday night, Jay Doc. And tonight, uh, in terms of doing Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor, we get to tell an incredible story. Um, We get to introduce to the Delaware Valley um, five individuals who collectively uh, came together and are doing incredible work. Uh, We'll let them tell the story, but I'm super excited about doing the broadcast tonight um, and super excited to be here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Absolutely, Joe, and uh, very interesting. I mean, really kind of a groundbreaking um, endeavor here. I was talking to Gary Messina and, and I, you know, full disclosure, we're, we're here at the Sheet Metal Workers Local 19 Union. And um, this show came about because I was talking to Gary and he told me about, uh, you know, this organization and the great impact that they're making on their school. And Joe, you know how many shows we've done on the public school system in Philadelphia. We've talked about the challenges. We talk about uh, years ago when they were, were talking, you know, so you know, constantly, you know, money issues, talking about, uh, you know, sports teams and, and all kinds of activities, but, you know, years where they were going to, you know, drop them. And so they were, you know, doing everything they possibly can to raise money, but it's always a challenge. And so Gary, uh, you know, we had a long conversation and he, he told me about this, this organization. It's called the Friends of John Hancock, and it's it's uh, at uh, John Hancock Demonstration School, and I'm ecstatic to bring on to the broadcast Karen Messino, uh, who um, is a part of the organization, and uh, Gary's wife, and I was so happy to hear about what was going on. By the way, the union community, the Philadelphia Building Trades, has supported this endeavor. So, Karen, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. It's great to have you. Um, if you will, kind of... Tell, tell me a little bit about what the Friends of John Hancock is. So a group of parents got together to raise some money for school and the community also. And we formed the Friends of John Hancock, which we uh, organize and have events for the community and the school with all proceeds being donated directly back to the teachers in school. And uh, when we spoke, you would mention that uh, the endeavor kind of uh, came together after the Home and School Association kind of disbanded? Yes, so um, the principal had shut the Home and School down two years ago. And so at the beginning of last year, uh, some of us parents talked about how there needed to be more activities for the students in school. And we talked about ways of we could raise money for the teachers and for supplies to be sent to school since Home and School was... Um, Closed down. Yeah. Now, what does typically a home and school association do? So, the home and school is, is governed by the district because it's inside the the school itself, 
and they do fundraisers like Secret Santa shops, uh, plant sales, and stuff of that nature to raise money inside the building, and the, the students can be involved in it, and that money gets dispersed back through the school. Karen, let me ask you just uh, to ju- let me just jump in here for a minute, just so the audience um, gets a better understanding of how you've made it to this point. Um, this these home and school ends, and there's a void. And is that how did everybody collectively come together to get to this point? So when they closed home and school, um, they still have functions at school and so we all met at at a school function and we talked about how there was a need to raise money for the school and have more activities that the students could be involved in and so there's actually nine of us that formed the organization I guess around October last year November last year and we've really started fundraising efforts in about January so um, you actually started in in a nonprofit organization am I correct yes Um, how did that, in other words, you basically organized, a, you know, a, a nonprofit um, to kind of not replace the home and school, but to kind of supplement what they were doing and benefit benefit the kids. Um, you know, I, I, was, what was the response and, and, and the commitment from the other parents um, when this idea was brought up? I think in the beginning, uh parents weren't sure because it was nine people we there's not a we're not a real tight-knit school although I do believe that now the friends of is really bringing parents closer together and so in the beginning it was a little hard because people did not understand that we were um, an outside organization forming that we weren't uh, exactly like home and school because we were not inside the building but this is our second year and I feel that um, I know for me speaking for myself personally I am friends with a lot more parents now. Um, I have a lot more communication in the neighborhood with people about what's going on in school and what's happening actually in our neighborhood that I did not have prior to um, all of us starting this organization. Over the next hour here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, we're going to have a roundtable conversation uh, with, as Karen mentioned, uh, there are nine members of the board. We have five members of the board, uh, including Karen, that are going to be part of our dialogue uh, tonight. Let me do my best uh, to get through some of the name pronunciation, um, and then we'll continue the dialogue. Andrea Schleinkoffer. Okay. Wow. Is with Got us it. to Karen's right. Um, Nicole Corkery, yep. okay, is with us. Uh, Christine Schiffler yes. uh, is with us, and also uh, the easiest uh, Gina Martin uh, joining us as well. Five of the board members um, who are part of what to me sounds like um, Karen. I'll ask you, and then Andrea, I'll come to you for just your thought on it. It's some seems to me it's almost like a grassroots movement um, or a reason why this came together and it's any it's a evolving with each passing day is that an accurate statement do you think yes and I think we're getting closer to having more parents involved and just having a, a larger community effort with this thing yes Andrew your thoughts yes because we can do better um, fundraisers like we can do like you know stuff that's outside the school outside of school hours not just raising like money through like candy sales we do like bingos and food truck festivals stuff that's like at nighttime for the whole neighborhood not just for the school does a community you know support the you know the the endeavor the different events and stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
What are, you know, we talk about the challenge of the school district, but number one would be money, right? I mean, um, tell me why uh, a home and school association in a public school in the city of Philadelphia who are so desperate that they should be begging on the streets, the administrators, to, to, to get people involved. And I say that. 100%. 100%. We all know the challenge. It's not mm-hmm. It's not rocket science. It's not simple. How, how did they go about closing it? Why would they do that? Um, we don't really know why they were shut down. But they were. And then they were shut down for a while. So we've there was a void. And then we you stepped got, and, in. And, and without the home and school, what types of activities, Nicole, right. um, what type of activities were, were not you know, happening? What, what were the losses from the kids and the teachers? So after the home and school was shut down, you know, we previously didn't know each other before this. We were all strangers, just parents going to the same school. Mm-hmm. So we actually met on a council that we all sat on for the school. And when the homeschool was shut down, you know, there was always talk amongst us, like, why was this shut down? We may not know the reasons, but we noticed there was this void. We need to bring this community, the parents, back together to the school. Because there was lots of buzz going around the neighborhood, like, why isn't there a home in school? What are we going to do for these kids? Who's going to help with the dances? How are we going to get parents and the community back into our local school to, to you know, feel that they're a part of this school community? So we got together and decided, like, what would we like to see as parents? We put things out to the parents, you know, just of our friends. You know, what would you attend? If we held functions to raise money for our school, what would you come to? So we started gathering information and just started planning. Started planning, and we've planned multiple events that little by little, as our name picked up and they saw what we were doing for the school, the community started to come back together. Let's end uh, end this opening segment with... um here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. We'll give Christine uh, an opportunity to be part of the opening segment as well. Christine, uh, let me ask you the reaction from the teachers uh, at the school. It it almost appears that uh, you represent, um, I don't want to say a crutch because that's the wrong way to phrase it, but you're certainly an outlet for teachers when, when there's a need. Um, In the beginning, uh, the teachers really didn't know what to expect from us. Um, They kind of, um, for a matter of uh, speaking, they they didn't know how to approach us. So we had to come together collectively to come up with a plan of how is the money going to be dispersed. So we decided to use a school district... um, uh, what, what uh, approved vendor? Uh, yeah, approved vendor called Donors Choose. So we fund everything through Donors Choose. Um, so they put up what they would like for their uh, classroom. Um, they have to go through uh, a protocol through the school district, and then we can see it. The principal can see it. The school district can see it, and then we fund through there. Um, then this way, it's already approved through the school district. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Settle in. We're going to spend uh, the full hour with the executive board uh, here on a Saturday night. John Hancock Demonstration School, part of the school district of Philadelphia. We'll get to our first commercial break. We'll continue here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor is sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Ironworkers Local 401, and SEIU. Local 32BJ. 
This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, one reminder for our, our listening audience, Jay Doc, it's an event that we love to do. It's our Labor Leader Roundtable that we do every four to six weeks uh, live from the Sinesta Hotel. We're planning our Labor Leader Roundtable for uh, the first week in May, I believe, is what we're looking for. More details on that. A special broadcast tonight, uh, are not a Labor Leader Roundtable, but a roundtable uh, conversation tonight, J-Doc. Uh, really good stuff and great to spotlight our guest tonight. Yeah, and, and at Sinesta, they do a great job at, at giving us a nice spread and on. They do a fantastic... I want to shout out the local 19, man. <laughs> they, they, they got a nice spread out for us tonight and uh, no need to go out to dinner after tonight. So thanks to... Shout out to Gary Machine and everybody at Local 19. Um, one of the things that's important, um, our kids are our, our most valuable commodity and our teachers... Um, especially our public school teachers, um, you, you know, this, over you know, in recent years have been known to be, per, you know, when, when there's no paper, they bring paper in themselves. When there's no uh, utensils, when there's no resources, they're bringing them home. They're paying for them out of their own pocket. And so, and some of these teachers, as we well know, um, the ratios in classrooms are thirty to forty to one. And so. Uh, we have a group of individuals here who stepped up and started an organization, um, you know, and, and put their money where their mouth is. Um, like to talk a little bit about uh, what the money that you raise, what it goes to, what types of, of resources um, does it pay for so that the kids don't go without. Nicole? Okay, so... As Christine stated, uh, we were trying to find a way to get the te- teachers connected to us because they were a little unsure at first. Who are the, you know, we know these parents, but is this organization for real? What's going on with this? So um, being an educator myself, I'm very familiar with Donors Choose. It, it's a, an organization that where teachers go on and they request materials that would help enhance their students' learning. Things that they're lacking, things that would enhance things that they cannot get their hands on simply for monetary reasons. So the teachers go on. They sign up in his account on Donors Choose, and they write a proposal. Why will this benefit my students? How many students will this benefit? What will they learn from it? You know, how will it make my classroom a better place to be? So the teacher's gone, they write the proposal, and it comes directly to everybody, but we specifically seek out the teachers in our buildings. So they'll go on and write the proposals, and we go on and look and see what they came for. So this year, we were able to fund. Now, as Karen said, we started our organization about November of last year. So it hasn't even been... It's a little over uh, a year. Little over, a little over a year that we've been, you know, in the full swing of things and learning as we go and getting better as we go. Um, we were able to fund over $6,000 worth of materials back into the hands of the teachers that they did not have to pay. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting wow. to hear because um, I know my niece Alexa is um, a teacher in the school district. And um, many times um, she shared where she's actually purchased her own supplies to be able to to me it sounds like just do simple day-to-day things that a teacher would need to do 
in a classroom. Is that accurate? Is it, that, it is that real? It is accurate. So some of the things that we, some of the projects that we have funded are basic supplies, paper, different colored paper, um, scissors, reading books, just to get different levels for which levels the kids are on into the hands of the children, into the hands of the teachers to, in te- you know, to enhance their teaching. Um, we funded flexible seating for students that you know have disabilities or students that need just extra space and different ways to get out their energy. Now, how does it how does it come about? This, in other words, what's the, what's the process if a teacher is running low on on loose leaf paper um, and, and, or textbooks or just a resource? How do they? How do you find out what they need? They go to that website. They, go, they can go to this website. They can um, and they write a proposal for what they need. Most, okay. You know, they, they, of course, they can go to the school level, and if the school is able to provide it at the time, the school will provide it. But, you know, these are things that they're like, okay, I, you know, need 50 pair of scissors, or I, I need 30 pairs of scissors, and that can be a cost of $130. Yeah. Or, you know. Um, I also like to say, we, I'd like to say thank you to the staff at John Hancock. The teachers there are really amazing, and they do purchase so much stuff on their own there. I, I'm so grateful to have the, the teachers that we have there. Yes. And we all have pretty close relationships with the teachers that we have. They they do reach out to us. So if there's an item that they maybe can't go through donor's shoes, like some loose leaf paper, which is something that wouldn't go through this process, um, they can reach out to us and then we sit once a month and, and vote on how much money we can give to them to buy these items that they need. Karen, the, the, it's K through eight? Yes. yes. So, so um, how many fundraisers like do you try to do like one a month or what what is your schedule with that because i'm assuming you want to keep money in the kitty right yeah the bank account so last year we started uh the first event that we had last year is we had like a a a paint day you know how sometimes uh they have the adult painting nights. Yeah, Joe and I do it all the time. Right? I'm sure you do. We I'm don't sure raise any do. money. But. Um, but last year we started. That was our first one. And uh, I have to say thank you to Holy Family University. They have lent us space whenever we've needed it. Um, so I want to say thanks to them. And that was our first event last year. We had a great turnout. Uh, we, I was, I'm going to be honest. I was kind of surprised because we kind of threw it together pretty quick. And it it was it turned out really good. And because Home and School left, we also had a – we – did the plant sale last year and the flower station donated the flowers to us so all the money that school raised from the plant sale last year actually stayed in the student activity fund which is a fund that we don't that we don't have anything to do with it stays directly in school and all that money goes right back to the students however they need it um, we had designer bag bingo last year uh, we also held spirit week t-shirt design competition and ordered the t-shirts for the school for their spirit day games uh, and then our last event of the year was um, a food truck event, which Nicole ran the whole thing, and it was it turned out great. We had about a thousand people show up the first wow. year. That's I awesome. want to put That's an great. endorsement on the designer bag, uh, designer bag bingo because I have emceed J Doc a few of the uh, designer bag bingos for the Cheltenham School District um, to raise money. Um, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, they're fun. They are an absolute blast. If you ever need an MC mm-hmm. for that, um, I raise my hand. Uh, two minutes, J Doc. Before we get to the yeah, point. no, I mean uh, the 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 the, the, um, the parental inv- involvement. Um, you know, one of the issues a lot of times is, especially, you know, in in in, in some schools where there's not enough parents to you know to, to get involved they may have work schedules or whatever and i have my my son's girlfriend's a, a teacher in in the system and and uh i've heard some difficult stories the parents as they've gotten to know you um 
is is the is the involvement you know growing yes definitely yes we have more and more parents who come out to things who volunteer just to help for us at our events and 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 that really once you start seeing that the parental involvement and the community mm-hmm. ahead, i think a lot of it has to do with it we run a lot of events after school you know on times when parents can attend sure because we do have a lot of working parents and you know myself as a working parent it's difficult to attend a function during the school day when you have to work so having these events that we run after school or on friday nights or saturday nights or even sunday afternoons they feel like they're able to get involved at that time it's something that they can do and that you know them supporting our bag bingo also supports their school so they feel that they can get more involved than they could before let me ask christine before we go to the break jay doc and then we'll continue the dialogue as we roll along here on saturday night live with uh philly labor christine as you uh, participate uh in this uh, program and you help share uh, the story uh, of what you're uh, doing. Um, Do you feel like you're making progress or do you feel like you're still uh, a long way away from where the board would like to be? No, I think we're definitely making progress. Um, It's definitely been trial and error. We're learning some of the mistakes that we've made and we're definitely rolling with it and um, learning progress as we go. as far as um, with the community and everything, um, we're actually gaining a lot of parents. Um, we we have our Facebook page, um, the Morel uh, Town Watch uh, uh, Facebook page has allowed us to actually feed off of their page, where we go back and forth. We can post on their page. Um, uh, we have other um, resources that allow us to feed from them. So our whole community has come together and has actually backed us up. Um, we have Mitchell Playground who actually lets us use um, their playground, which is connected to John Hancock for our festivals. Anything that we need. Um, we had uh, the uh, the Hall- our Halloween festival for our um, trunk or treat. Trunk or treat. I'm sorry for our trunk or treat. They let us um, park what, almost 50 cars there and let the kids trunk or treat for uh, one of our fundraisers. And the community is getting involved. They're seeing our efforts. They're they're coming out. They're participating. So um, now this year we learned how much we can do, and we're actually like just festering off of that and it gives us the mobility to keep moving forward and gaining and growing from it. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor uh, here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Christine pulled a J-Doc there. She talked me through Through the the break break, so we went a little long in that (laughs) break. I'm coming to you next. uh, We'll make up that time in the next segment. Uh, This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor is brought to you in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steamfitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. It's a special 
uh, presentation tonight of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Um, it is the women of the John Hancock Demonstration School who started a board now um, a little over a year ago or j- uh, is where we are, right? We're so a little bit over a year and it's incredible to me um, how much can get done uh, when there's a lot of passion, uh, Jay Doc, behind uh, the reason that we are all collectively together tonight. Absolutely. And we're going to bring Gina Martin into the into the uh, show in a, in, a, in a couple minutes. You can't hide from us. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but but it's funny because you know some of the greatest conversations it happens it, it, offline. Offline when we're in during commercial the break. break, right? So Karen Messina starts talking about the, the vision and the things that you remember from when you were a kid, and when this home and school uh, disbanded. You know, you stopped seeing that, and you wanted to. You wanted your kids, and obviously all the kids, to have the same opportunities that you did. Could you tell us a little about that? You know, I just noticed that um, I have a lot of memories growing up of uh, carnivals and and the church and the CYUs and and the neighborhood schools having functions and and me and my friends walking to them and having a lot of fun. And when I look around the neighborhood now, I do not see any of that. So when we started talking about this, I thought, you know, this is a good way for neighbors to start talking again because I I feel that when I was younger, all the neighbors on the street talked. Sure. There's neighbors now that I don't even know their name, and we've been in this house for almost 10 years. So I feel like this is starting to bring the neighbors back to being my neighbors. And, and interesting because a lot of community stuff starts with the schools. Uh, you know, it starts with the sports associations. I remember in my neighborhood, we would do the fundraisers. We'd all run around with our coffee cans and, uh, you know, I grew up in East Falls. So we would, you know, but a lot of the kids went to, you know, either the public school or the Catholic school, but it was a community-based uh, situation. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Let me bring Gina Martin into the conversation. Gina, you're, um, you're relatively new to the board, um, uh, as you mentioned to us when we were prepping uh, for the show. Why'd you get involved? Uh, I was friends with the ladies, and I was attending the meetings, the monthly meetings they were having, and I just loved what they were doing. I loved the ideas. Um, uh, I have a son, and I just... I want the best for him, and I, I was on board with them with the community events, and I, uh, I just loved everything they were doing. And when they asked me to be a part of them, I was more than happy. Andrea, same thing for you. Yeah, I have three kids, and I have a high schooler, and then I have one in middle school, and then my youngest is an autistic support in John Hancock, and I just want the best for all three of them. And and as far as the organization, let's talk about. I mean, by the way, there's no better way, better reason than that, and and that's really what ever what it's all about, right there. And so, um, I just think sometimes, J. Doc, as the noise of life uh, passes everybody so quickly, nobody mm-hmm. understands or nobody mm-hmm. gets a chance to realize well, the work that you're doing and why you're doing it. I'm I'm glad we're doing the show. Well, um, I what, hope the end result of this. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but let no. me finish my thought. I sure. hope the end result of this um, is that more people will embrace what you're doing i think it's i think it's spectacular. And, and that's and that's the key um we've done so many shows on on the, the challenges of the public school system the teachers that are working really hard but don't have the resources um and this is a breath of fresh air and my goal and i know all of our goals not only to showcase what these incredible people are doing but also to open up the eyes of other individuals who are around the delaware valley and and maybe don't know you know that this is possible and it clearly is possible um Karen, let's talk about the structure of the organization. Um, you have, you know, you have 
you know, the, the executive committee, but you also have subcommittees. I mean, people were involved in a lot of different things. Am I right? Yes. When we opened this, we didn't want people to think. Sometimes you look at school um, structures like this and they start to become clickish and we definitely did not want that and so it was good that we didn't know each other before we formed because we can bring the friends that we have along to meet each other and so we had we do have parents that come to the meetings that have their own ideas and the goal is for us to never turn away any parent that wants to do something but for us to be able to help support whatever they want to do so we um, have a, a few subcommittees now and one of them is we have a few parents who wanted to start dances again at the middle school level. And so they made sure that uh, all of the parents that they had with them had all their background checks. And, sure. and they basically, we helped support them and they made sure that um, they had enough people to, to chaperone and, and, and run the events. Yes. I mean, and, that, and that's a great way of kind of delegating to make sure that, you know, I mean, this is a big, this is a big endeavor. Um, and, and when you get energy behind something, and if, if you get parents coming in at, at, at every level and they want to run the dance, yo, we're here to help. Is there any support politically? Is there any support from the city, from the mayor? Is there? How does that work? Well, we actually, it's the politicians in the neighborhood and actually throughout the city. So we, we send out requests um, for donations from uh, the building trades have been amazing and when we get a chance i'd like to go through and thank some people can i do that now yeah, sure. okay sure. so i first and foremost i'd like to thank the sheet metal workers they have been instrumental in helping us really get started and 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 get running absolutely um i'd like to thank the electricians local 98 they've donated to us the laborers local 57 the plumbers 690 the philadelphia building and trades council afl cio the sprinkler fitters District Council 21, um, and the Teamsters, Local 107. Uh, we also had our local businesses, which include the Union League, has have also sponsored us, uh, Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, Holy Family University, the Flower Station at Philmont and Byberry Avenue, uh, Thackeray, and Thackeray Crane Rentals. Politicians that have also helped us, uh, State Rep Mike Driscoll. I was just going to say, yeah, Mike this Driscoll. is right up Mike Driscoll's alley. I'm not surprised at all on that one. Mike, uh, City Councilman Brian O'Neill has been uh, instrumental in other things with us sure. in school. So we have some parking issues. It's it's very congested right where it's at when school goes in and comes out. And sure. he has been able to get the city to come out and try to help us lay out a safe way to get parents and cars and students in and out of the building with hopefully no one getting hurt. So, sure. um, and uh, we've also had State Senator Mark Squilla support us. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and, and not surprised at all. It's an outstanding endeavor. Uh, when you, when, when, when you go to the, the, the you know the political leaders and you, obviously the building trades and by the way we you know part of our premise with the show is you know what is is labor loves to get involved in in endeavors where you know they're helping kids and helping education um, and so we you know we want to get the word out we want people to how would how would uh, and I know we're going to get into this heavily after the break but you know obviously contributions you know the fundraisers and the events that you do are your lifeline yes. Um, but if anybody wanted to um, contribute, how would they do that? We um, we have a P.O. Box address that um, if somebody wanted to mail us a check, they can do it that way. And our P.O. Box is uh, 63232, Philadelphia, PA, 19114. Or you can visit our website, Friends of John Hancock, and there's a donate the friends link. Of John Hancock .com. 
It's uh, yes. Okay. And um, when you go on there, there's a uh, donate button on the right hand side, and if you click that, it's it's attached to a PayPal, so you could donate right through the website, um, where you could email us, and we can come pick it up from you if, if that's how, how many how many kids go ahead Joe yeah I'm going to ask you to hold your thought till we get into the next sure. uh, next break I don't want you to pull uh, Christine and run too long uh, uh, into the next uh, in, into the next see what break. I'm talking about me and you Christine and when we come back We're after the, the break Nicole we'll start with you I was going to give you last word but J-Doc ate up too much time in that so we'll come to you uh, for the last word this is uh, Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor speaking of the Philadelphia building trades I'll see everybody tomorrow at the University of the Sciences for the 32nd annual All-Star Labor Classic uh, put on by the Philadelphia Building Trades. Over $3 million uh, raised by the Philadelphia Building Trades. And tonight, another example uh, of the good work being done by the union community. We'll get to a commercial break. Back with our final segment in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor is being sponsored by IOTC Local 8, District 1199C, and the Newspaper Guild. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. (laughs) God bless you. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's a special roundtable tonight. Karen Messina uh, is with us along with Andrea Andrea Schleinkofer, Nicole Corkery, Christine Schiffler. And Gina Martin is all with us. Did I get all the names right? I think yeah, I did, yeah, right? Yeah, all right, yeah. CJ Doc. When you have when you have a difficult name, you phonetically write it out. And I'll get into the last segment. Uh, so let's talk about how many children this this endeavor has helped and helps. On, you know, on a monthly basis. Well, we are, we're a K eight school. We have approximately um, five hundred, fi- about five between five and six hundred students from the K eight school. Um, so on a monthly basis, if, when teachers are putting out projects and they're being funded, um, not only do they reach those 30 plus students that year, but they, it's for years to come. So especially some of the projects, like we re- our most recent on March 13th was a, a funding for um, track and field equipment. And then we go into computer programs that are worth a year long. We have manipulatives, like tools to help the children, you know, do things in math and, and you know, reading. We have, we funded a 3D printer awesome. from one of the classrooms. Not cheap. 3D printer, not cheap. Yes, yeah, sports equipment, Chromebooks. So, you're, so, you're, so you're, you're, you're actually helping to fund activities. Mm-hmm. Active, yes. That, that, that are, that are obvious. And, and see, to me, Joe, and, and those are some of the things that were in jeopardy. They're in jeopardy in our public schools. And I've always said this. Um, you know, that's where, you know, look, math and, and, and science and all that is incredibly important, right? But yeah. self-esteem and, and those activities and those sporting events and, you know, and cheerleading and, and whatever, you know, whatever gives, you know, kids the opportunity to learn some of those. I told, I told my high school football coach a couple years ago, I said, coach, you know what, those during a traumatic time, those 100-yard dashes are coming in handy right about now those are the things that you guys are helping to fund karen what do you know what do you know right now that you didn't know when this endeavor started that with the help of as many people that want to help it's not as overwhelming as you think it could be so everyone does a piece and it doesn't seem to all fall on one person and it's very manageable so anybody who was interested in doing it could really 
put it together if they had. And, and we're gonna and we're gonna them. before we you know before we end the the the, break, uh, the, uh, the segment we're gonna do that. But what's the what's the what's the vision? Do you, do you have any other uh, any, any other on the list that you want to um, shout out? Well, I was just going to bounce off of something you said. Like the, even the dean got involved in creating a donors choose project so that he could help control. Um, you know, the active play in the schoolyard sure. so that children were learning how to actively play and socialize. So we're to the point where even the dean is understanding that we're here to support you in the area that you need. Have you received a request that you wanted to fulfill but weren't able to fulfill it because the, because the request had a, big, had a big price tag? A lot of them have a big price tag, but what I tend to do is, you know, I go on and I look... Um, at match codes and and you know there are companies out there that say anybody who's on there at this time we're going to double your donation so I immediately get on with the board and I say listen they're matching at this time if we give 500 they give 500 and it can get funded or even if we could take them to the point where we're funding three quarters of the project one month and then we you know get looking for a match code the next month to help fund it out we will pretty much do what we need to do to try and get the whole thing funded the future of the organization I mean you guys are the founders this is you know this is starting right now it's making a difference in a lot of lives um, what is the vision for it where do you want to be say a year uh, two years from now and what is the long-term vision for me I'm hoping that we have enough parent volunteers that want to continue that when I have a child in fourth grade now, so when she leaves in eighth grade, I'm hoping that people are saying, okay, you're old, move out of the way because we have better ideas now. And that's my vision for this thing as we move forward. I don't... Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything? same thing. My youngest is in second. So, so you're going to be you're going to be uh, on not. next year's show and the yeah, next year probably year's next year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, beyond that. <laughs> I, I wonder as I absorb some of the information and we only have a few minutes left in the show, but I wonder how can we get cor- corporations involved? How can we get companies involved? How can we get the chamber involved? How can we get um, those involved that could help? even grow what you're doing it's incredible what you've been able to do in just a little bit over well a year. the challenges that that the schools have thank god for the building trades by the way I'm, but i'm just saying how do you take what the foundation is and now pile on yeah no doubt and 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 create a model for did you have a uh, an organization that you know you patterned yourself after was there anybody there so you now i mean i we know that was there a blueprint There was actually not. We know that there are other organizations throughout the district that mimic sort of what we do. But at the time, it was just a group of parents who Mm -hmm. wanted something better for their children and their teachers. And so we said, we're going to do this. We're going to start from scratch. We're going to pull as much support from everybody we know. And we're going to build something from the ground up. That Gina, was our goal. Gina, uh, now that you're involved, and now that you're, now that you're, I come to you for the for the newest perspective. Now that you're involved and you've been able to watch um, and participate, uh, your thoughts about how it's doing? I love. It. I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. I see them doing us doing together uh, big things, um, and I see it really lasting over time. I don't think this is just something that's just going to fall apart this year or next year. I see this this being a long-term thing real quick um if you will i know you each have obviously children in in the uh in in, in the school little shout outs across the board oh bobby joe and Bryn. Oh, ava gabriel and matthias ryan and logan nicholas uh, cr- leah, third grade. leah third grade all right you couldn't hear christine no, no, you Christ- kicked her off the mic <laughs> <here>. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm talking Christine. about ladies. <laughs> we got your back. Um, no, I mean, I th- just think it's a- a- amazing. Um, and the-, the-, the donation number one more time. So um, you can visit our website at friends at johnhancock.com and there's a, if you click the donate link, it'll take you right to a PayPal site uh, or you can mail check if you want to PO box 63232 and that's Philadelphia PA 19114. Um, or you can email us at friendsofjohnhancock at gmail.com. And you guys started a 501c3, or is it yes. a nonprofit organization? I mean, I mean that's so if anybody's out there listening, um, contact that, you know, that, that contact information. If you want to do that for your school, this is people, I hope people are listening to, to, to see that they can make a difference in the lives of many and um, support the, the fact that there's needs and challenges with the school district. And there's a group of parents that have. You know, taking the bull by the horns and have um, put something together that's a, a true benefit to the school and the community, the kids and the teachers. I want to congratulate you, congratulate you all on a job well done. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us, Jeff. Oh, it's yeah. our Thank pleasure. You. Really good stuff here on a Saturday night, uh, the eve of the All-Star Labor Classic. Great uh, program uh, uh, to be able to talk to the Delaware Valley. This is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210. Uh, WPHT. Special thanks tonight for uh, being uh, in studio with us. Karen Messina, thank you. Nice job. The president of the board, welcome. Uh, or We appreciate the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. Andrea Schleinkofer, right? Thank Andrea, you. Andrea, thank yes, you thank very you. much. He's got it down uh, now. And, and yeah. Nicole Corkery, right? Thank okay, you. Nicole, thank you. Uh, Christine Schiffler uh, is with us. Thank you, Christine. She ate up most of our time on the show. Tonight, <laughs> so thank you to uh, Christine and then Gina Martin, um, who was reluctant at first, but didn't nice job uh, in terms of being uh, on the program. Uh, that's going to do a special thanks. Get yeah, Jay Doc. No, just special it. thanks to Gary Messina and Local 19. You for, can eat now. You can yeah, enjoy, well, that's the, what you I'm can enjoy the meal. How long do you think that buffet is going to stay there? <laughs> it's not going to stay very long. That's going to do it uh, for this week's edition of Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly Labor uh, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT on behalf of the ladies of the board, our special guest here, and of course, uh, Jay Doc. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor has been brought to you by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.